Amen and amen. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to you all. How are we doing this evening? We doing okay? Amen and amen. Well, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 586, hymn 586, glory to his name. And then we'll have a word of prayer. And if you sing really well, we'll let you sit down on the next hymn. How about that? That's only if you sing really well, though. Amen. Uh, down at the cross where my Savior died. Down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Oh, glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. I am so wondrously safe from sin. Jesus so sweetly abides within. There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to his name, oh, glory to his name, his precious name, glory to his name, his precious name, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name, oh, precious fountain that saves from sin. I am so glad I have entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to his name. Oh, glory to his name. Glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his heart was the blood applied. Glory to his name. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so thankful, Father, that you've watched over us, Lord, from Sunday until now, Lord. We even had those who were uh, out of town, Lord, but you gave them safe traveling graces and mercies, Lord. And Father, we're just excited to be back into this place of worship amongst your people, Lord, and in the presence of your Holy Spirit. We just pray, Lord, that You'll just receive a blessing from the songs of praise that we sing to you and 
Father, that as uh, we continue, Lord, with the worship, Father, that uh, the word that you've given uh, in the Bible study for us to learn, Lord, that uh, we'll take it to heart, Father, and we'll grow closer to you. It is in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated as we turn to hymn 655. Now, I had a debate within myself about hymn 655 because it says, sunshine in my soul. And it's like we've had 100 plus degree <laughs> temperatures for the past 100 days. I was actually tempted to change it to showers of blessings. You know, we need to get some showers going on here. But we'll do sunshine in my soul. Him 655, I believe we'll just do the, we'll do the, uh, we'll do the first and last verses. Sunshine in my soul. Sing along. Oh, there is sunshine in my soul today, more glorious and bright than glows in any earthly sky, for Jesus is my light oh there's sunshine blessed sunshine when the peaceful happy moments roll when Jesus showed his smiling face there is sunshine in my soul there's gladness ah oh, there is gladness in my soul today and hope and praise and love for blessings which he gives me now for joys laid up above all this sunshine blessed sunshine where the peaceful happy moments roll Well, welcome once again to our Wednesday evening service. We're so glad each and every one of y'all were able to make it out tonight. Well, if you have your bulletins, if you would go ahead and get those out, we're going to go over some announcements at this time. Uh, ladies, don't forget, this Saturday, August 20th, is our sewing and crafting time, and that's going to be at 1030 in the morning, so make sure you're there in your place. And then also, uh, men and whoever would like to come out with us, we go out soul winning every Saturday, all right, at 9.30 a.m. And so we'll be going out uh, this Saturday. And so if you would you would like to join us, all right, we go out before it gets too hot. But again, come out and join us this Saturday at 9.30 for soul winning. And then also remember this, uh, we covered it on Sunday, but our kids' store upstairs uh, uh, needs a few more toys, all right? And so uh, we like to reward our kids after junior church uh, once a month. They get to go in there and shop. And so we're looking for some more toys to supply that uh, kid's store, country store, if you will. So uh, if you would uh, just donate those toys, you can leave them in the office area and we will uh, take those up to the store for you. And then, uh, ladies, don't forget this uh, upcoming Tuesday, August 23rd, all right, is the ladies' uh, Bible study, okay? And that's going to be at 10 a.m. in the morning. So make sure you're there in your place. And then later on, towards the end of this month, uh, we have the men and ladies Bible study. 
All right, and that's going to be at 645 on August 29th. So again, men, make sure you're here. If, uh, if you want some food, which I think all men want to eat, all right, make sure you're here. And we will eat, and then we'll split up, men and ladies, and we will have our Bible study. And, uh, and I know you will uh, all have a great time there. And then also, uh, go ahead and mark your calendars for our uh, missions conference in October, all right? And that's going to be October 12th through the 16th, Wednesday through Sunday. I've already uh, been designing and editing our, our mission booklets that we'll hand out, and, and I've already been contacting our missionaries that will be with us. We have several families that will be with us. So again, it's going to be a great time. Go ahead and mark calendars, ask off work, whatever you need to do to be here on October 12th through the 16th, and we will have a great time there. Uh, at this time, also, we're going to go over our prayer sheet. Uh, ushers, if you would, go ahead and come forward. If you would uh, like a prayer sheet, or maybe you didn't get one, uh, our ushers have, will hand you one. Also, uh, they have a prayer request form or sheet, a paper, okay? And if you'd like to fill that out, if you have a prayer request or a prayer need and you would like us to pray for you or add it to our prayer list, uh, you can just leave that on the welcome desk or hand it to myself or Brother Shelton, and we'll make sure we get that added to our prayer list. Um, but this evening, I'd just like to go over a few of our prayer needs here on our sheets. Uh, just continue to uh, be in prayer for Miss Jackson, all right, and her continued recovery. Uh, again, and, and also, uh, I always add in there, uh, Brother Shelton, all right, and Miss Shelton as well, Miss Roslyn, and, and also all of them that are involved. Just pray for that family during this time and the Lord's wisdom. And also keep those in, in prayer that uh, are terminally ill or have illnesses and cancer and are recovering there. Uh, also, I'd like to mention Brother Gary. Keep him in your prayers during this time, okay? And also his wife as they uh, seek the Lord's will, okay? Seek wisdom on the, on the doctors and the procedures that need to take place there. And then also, we've been praying for our church. I, I know as, a, as, a, as men and ladies, but also continue to pray for our church, that the Lord will send us uh, visitors. Uh, again, uh, I don't think it's wrong to pray for the Lord to fill his house, okay? Yeah. Not that we need to fill, uh, fill it necessarily, but God will send it. God will send, send people and fill these pews, and that way we don't see so much green. But again, continue to pray for our church and then also our Korean ministry, all right? They, they've been going strong. Uh, they had a good group, and they even uh, had a little fellowship in the fellowship hall this Sunday. So again, continue to pray for our Korean ministry. And Brother Choi, uh, I'd like to mention this about his visa. Um, the Lord's opened some doors. And so uh, just continue to pray for that, that the Lord would continue to open doors. And, uh, and again, we want Brother Choi to stick around. So uh, pray, pray that we're able to figure all that out with his visa. But uh, again, if you'd like to have a prayer request or a prayer need, again, we'll, we'll hand out those papers or you can find them on the Welcome Center. And we will be sure to pray for those needs. Uh, let me go ahead and take us to the Lord in prayer at this time. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this evening, God. I thank you for allowing us to be here and, and be here at church. And I pray, God, that you be with these on our prayer sheet. Lord, there's many things to pray for, and, and we don't always have time to name them all by name. But I pray, God, that you be with those that we've mentioned tonight, such as Miss Jackson. Lord, I pray that you'd be with her and, and the family involved there. And God, continue to give them wisdom as they, as they seek you during this recovery time. I pray, God, also that you be with uh, those that are sick, Lord, with, uh, with cancer and, and other diseases, Lord. I pray, God, that you be with them and strengthen their bodies, God. Allow them to be here uh, even this Sunday with us. And 
I pray, Lord, a, a special prayer for Brother Gary and his wife, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you'd give them wisdom during this time. I pray, Lord, that they would uh, be able to get the right procedures and the doctors, God, and, and that they would know that your hand is upon them. And I pray, God, also for our church, Lord. We, we've asked you, Lord, to send people uh, at least uh, one to two families a, a month, Lord, and you've done that. And I pray, God, that you would continue to bless our church in that way. And I pray, God, also for our Korean ministry, Lord, and, and it's a blessing to have Brother Choi here and Brother Song Kyu as he was here. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to grow that ministry as, as uh, this area needs that, Lord. They, they need a Korean ministry, an independent fundamental Baptist church, Lord. And I pray, God, that you continue to bless there. And I pray, Lord, that you be with uh, all the others, Lord, we, we haven't mentioned tonight, Lord, even those unspoken, God. I pray, Lord, that you'd meet each and every one of those. Lord, help us to seek you, God. And I pray, Lord, that you be with the services to come. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you once again. Brother Yule, if you would come at this time. Oh, yes, yes. I apologize. We're going to go ahead and take up an offering at this time. So if you have an offering, if you would come forward and uh, and give that at this teenager you're now dismissed for uh, the teenagers Bible study if you are a teenager you're now dismissed for teenagers Bible study amen amen now if you haven't quite figured it out by now uh, uh, Pastor White is uh, not here He's, he's out of town, and uh, Brother Marco had another appointment, okay? So you don't have the A team or the B team. You're stuck with the C team. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But what we're going to do is, is that we're going to sing uh, one more hymn, hymn 570, hymn 570, and then uh, you can feel free to greet each other as we prepare for tonight's Bible study. I will, I will warn you, if you don't like the truth, once you do your fellowship, you probably need to leave. If you don't want the truth, if, if, if you hate the truth, now's the time to leave. If you hate the truth, because we're going to do nothing but truth tonight, amen? Amen. Him 570. People are like, what, what, what? <laughs> if you hate the truth, you don't want to stick around. Him 570, here we go. I encamp along the hills of light. Ye Christian soldiers rise. And press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies against the foe in veils below. Let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. Let's greet each other at this time.
them over. You already got me on? World. Amen and amen. I, I'm so thankful that we just have a, a top-notch sound ministry. You know, it, they, they do such a wonderful job. We haven't had, you know, any microphone feedback or anything like that, and I, I don't know when. But, you know, when we have it, everybody turns around and looks and but, you know, when things are going smoothly, they, they never get acknowledgement for that. So I'd just like to thank all the, the men who are back there working the, the sound ministry. Amen. Yeah. Amen and amen. You know, I'm just so excited to be here to, tonight. You know, this is our, I guess it's around our, our, our 120th week that uh, since the, the church has been declared non-essential, you know. So, uh, and, and yeah, I, I bring that up because I don't want us to ever, ever forget that. You know, they had the marijuana dispensaries open. They had the liquor stores open. But you Christians, you stay home. Huh? Okay, so it's, it, you know, it's, I, I'd like to encourage each and every one of us. We just need to, to, to stand on the word of God. Be not fearful. We got all this stuff happening with the with the television. You're watching the television, and that's pretty much all it, it gives you. You know, you got the station. You got you know NBC, uh, NBC. What is it? The, the 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 No Bible Channel. You got the ABC, the Anything But Christ Channel. You got what's the last one I missed? C CBS. CBS is is uh, what did I have for C CBS? Criticized Baptist Station. Huh? And, you know, they just give you a, a bunch of garbage. They want you to live in fear. Okay, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, COVID-19 is a real thing. Monkeypox, you know, that's, that's the new thing they got out now, I think. They may have something newer than that. And, and so those, those are, are, are real issues. As a matter of fact, this time last year, COVID-19 had me on my back for two straight weeks. And I'm sure some of you can attest to that, too. I was so weak, I couldn't even lift my head up. You know why I call it COVID-19? Because I lost 19 pounds in 10 days. Now, yeah, I've gained some of it back. But still, I haven't fit, fit this thing back on. Lost 19 pounds in 10 days. I was hallucinating. Uh, you, know, you, you know, my fever was so bad that there were, I, I thought I saw objects moving around the room. I told my wife, you didn't see that? You see that? And she's like, go back to bed. You're sick. But you know, the, the, the good thing that, that came out of what happened last year, a lot of people, uh, we, we never stopped soul winning, even in the midst of, of, of COVID. And, and the Lord tells us to be as, uh, as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. So, you know, we, we just didn't tempt the Lord, right? We didn't go around licking on doorknobs trying to prove, ha ha, I'm not going to get COVID. You know, we didn't do any of that. We washed our hands and did all the social distancing and stuff like that. But even in the midst of that, I believe that, um, you know, the, the, the Lord just said, hey, you need to sit down. Take it easy for a little while. You know, soul winning isn't about you. It's about me. <laughs> so he had to humble. He had to humble me. Amen. OK. But the, the, the point of the matter is, is, is that during this time, there were uh, there were many people uh, saved people. There, there was one individual who said, oh, you don't need to, to go soul winning. This is, you know, last year, you know, in the midst of COVID. They said, you don't need to go soul winning. You're going to catch COVID and die. Well, they got the catch COVID part right. <laughs> but God didn't allow me to die, at least until now, because he needed, he knew that, 
somebody's going to have to teach tonight because Preacher and, and, and Brother Marco is going to be out. So he's giving me at least till tonight to get through tonight. Amen. Amen. But, but we, need to be, we need to be bold. We need to stand on the, the, the word of God. And the, the government may say one thing, but if it conflicts with what the, what the word of God says, we just need to stay with the word of God. If I say something that conflicts with the word of God, guess what? You stay with the word of God. No matter who says what, you always stay with the word of God. You fear the Lord and let the Lord guide you according to his wisdom. But that's only going to come by reading his word. Okay? We appreciate the fact that everyone's here here tonight. You're also here on, on Sundays. Okay? But we need to be... We need to be making sure that we are reading our Bibles every day and not just cracking open our Bibles on Sundays and Wednesdays. Is that all right? Okay, because that's how you're going to get fed, and then that's how you're going to know if somebody like me isn't feeding you a bunch of lies. Okay, you want the truth. If you love the truth, you should always turn to your Bible because you're going to get that in your King James Bible versus anything else. You're going to get the truth from the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So that I, I don't sit up here and I tell you, you know, the Loch Ness Monster's in the Bible. Well, if you haven't read the Bible, you're not going to know. By the way, according to that thing about the Loch Ness Monster, read the book of Job sometime. You might find that interesting. Okay. Let me uh, share this one thing with you concerning whether or not, you know, about fearing God and not worrying about all this other stuff that's going on. I want you to turn briefly to the second book of Moses is called Exodus. So I want you to turn to the book of Exodus real quick. You got Genesis, Exodus, if you wind up in Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you've gone too far to your right. Turn to the first chapter of the book of Exodus. And as you turn to the first chapter of the book of Exodus, I'm going to set this up for you. What we have happening right here is that we have the children of Israel. Uh, they've They've become under bondage under Pharaoh and the Egyptians. So they're in bondage. And what we have happening right here is we have a situation in this first chapter where the Pharaoh is saying, hey, we got got too many. And and they were the Hebrew people were very fruitful. They were multiplying like crazy. And that gave the Pharaoh pause because he said, hey, if enough enough of these young boys come up and grow, they could kind of overthrow us here in Egypt. So I'm declaring the decree. We need to get rid of all the the newborn male children that are born. We need to kill them. And he gave that instruction to the midwives of the Hebrew women. Okay? So that, I, I just want to set that up. But guess what the Hebrew women did, the, the, the midwives did, when Pharaoh gave them that instruction? Pharaoh, he was the government at that time. Look down at your text. Uh, chapter 1, verse... Uh, let's go to verse 16, so, so you'll know I'm not making this stuff up. Verse 16, chapter 1, verse 16, and he said, this is Pharaoh... When ye do the office of a midwife to them, to the uh, Hebrew women, and see them upon their stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But, verse 17, but the midwives feared who? God. And did not, as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men and uh, children alive. Well, why did they do that? Now, it was more dangerous for them than it is, is for us now if we had disobeyed the, the COVID order about not, not coming to church. Because you disobey the Pharaoh, that was your head. Yeah. 
But what did the scripture say? They said that they feared God. They feared God more than Pharaoh. Okay, now I'm going to show you something else real, real quick here. This is a little bonus right here. If you skip down to um, verse 21, because they feared God and they didn't do what the Pharaoh said. Look at verse 21. It says, and it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he did what for them? Wow. He rewarded them in, in this world. Now, he doesn't have to do that, but he can if he wants to. When, when we fear the Lord and we're serving the Lord, we're not doing it because, you know, we're, we're treating God as, as some holy slot machine where we yank on his arm and he gives us treasures, okay? But that's not to say that he can't give you treasures if you're faithful to him, okay? In this particular case, because uh, these midwives showed faithfulness to God that they feared God, God rewarded them with houses, and I'm pretty sure he rewarded them with even more later on when they passed away. As we all who are born again children of God, saved children of God, will receive a reward one day in heaven. Amen? Oh, man, I, I wish I had a prayer in church tonight. Y'all ain't going to say amen on that? I'm teaching better than y'all are, are saying amen now. Huh? Okay. Oh, you're learning? Okay, you're digesting it? Okay, okay. Now, now, this isn't even the Bible study tonight. I'm just throwing this out here just as a, as a passing. I want you to keep this Exodus 1 bookmark. We're going to come back to it, hopefully. But this isn't even the Bible study tonight. The, the fact of the matter is, is, is that uh, I just want us as saved children of God, as believers, to be bold and be encouraged and stand on the word of God, even in difficult circumstances. Amen. You know, it, you know it's amazing. We applaud the... Um, missionaries, when they go out in the mission fields, you know, right now, for a lot of foreign countries are very hostile towards Americans, okay? And we got missionaries right now who are going to some places, I, I, I won't say the names because, I, you know, this is going to go out on Facebook Live and YouTube, and I don't want people to put two and two together and get those missionaries in trouble. But they're out in the foreign field where it's illegal for them to do what they do, which is to, which is to spread and, and preach the gospel. It's illegal. But then we applaud them. We, we pray for them. We send them money for them to risk their lives. As a matter of fact, it was just a couple of days ago, I talked to a missionary. He said one of his family members was, was kidnapped. The Lord worked it out for him. But who in the world would want to go through that? All right? So you have missionaries who out in the mission field who every other week is getting a gun pulled on them. But then when it comes to us soul winning, we look outside, we see, oh, it's looking kind of cloudy. I don't want to go out and get out in the rain. Missionary getting a gun pulled on them every other week, but we're scared to get wet. There's something wrong here in America with, with us as saved, born-again children of God if we don't want to uh, carry out the Great Commission. Amen. It starts with the local church. Amen. 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 So anyway... Uh, I just want to throw that out here. That's not even the Bible study tonight. Are y'all ready for the Bible study? <laughs> okay. What I'd like for you to do, if you're able, I want you to turn to the book of 1 Kings, the book of 1 Kings. Now, this is going to be from the start of your Bible. You got what? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, uh, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. Then you should hit 1 Kings, round up to 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles. You've probably gone too far to your right. So we're going to go to 1 Kings, 
and we're going to be in the third chapter. We're talking about this king named Solomon. 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 Can you say Solomon? Solomon. All right. Help me out here. Okay. First uh, Kings 3.16. Not John 3.16, but First Kings 3.16. That'll make it easy for you. First Kings 3.16. And if you're able to rise, I'd like for us to read together from the 16th verse through uh, at least the 22nd verse. If we can read that uh, together, please. First Kings 3.16. After we read, we'll have a prayer, and then you may be seated. Is that all right? That's the deal? All right, here we go. Uh, verse 16. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman was delivered also. And we were together, there was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, because she overlaid it. Verse 20, and she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child sup, behold, it was dead. And when I considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Of course, the king here is Solomon, who is uh, David and Bathsheba's son. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray, Father, that... Uh, tonight, Lord, that your, your Holy Spirit will help us to rightly divide the word of truth, Lord. We're all about the truth tonight, Father. So I pray, Lord, that you'll help me to speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. <clears throat> so 1 Kings 3 and 16 here, it says there, then there came two women, and it notes their occupation. It says they were harlots. So uh, this is al already going to be a tough battle for, for Solomon because of the nature of these women's occupation. Harlot is just another Old Testament word for prostitute. Okay, So we see that uh, Solomon is going to have to deal with some women or some people of ill repute. Okay, So he's not dealing with... Um, two lawyers, <laughs> maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> um, it, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, but he, he's not dealing with, with uh, two uh, uh, church officials or upstanding citizens or anything of that nature. He's dealing with some of the lowest of the low people. He's dealing with harlots here. And so a lot of times when you have people who are in constant sin, they have a tendency to do all kinds of sin, right? If they're fornicating, they're, they're probably not that far away from stealing or, or lying or, or doing something else because they're already in the sin and, and they could easily just pick up and do other sins, okay? Are y'all with me so far? So, so he's already going to have a tough one here because he's dealing with a plaintiff who's a harlot and he's dealing with the defendant who's a harlot. But... Um, the interesting thing about it is, is, is that when I first read this, I said, you know, I said, why, why are there, there harlots in Israel? Well, there were certain laws about, um, um, you know, of course, fornication, and, and there's even passages of Scripture that says your daughter should not be a, a harlot 
here in Israel, and, and there's even cases where if a, if, a, if a daughter is about to be married and she's not a virgin, they even have cases in there where if she deceives the, her future husband about her virginity, that she could be stoned. Okay, that's in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. We don't have to turn there now. But um, I was wondering, I said, well, why, how do these harlots get bold enough to, to, to go before the king? Seemed like they'd be in hiding like a witch or somebody would because what they were doing was, was evil. But evidently prostitution was, the, was still in the land, even though it was looked down upon, it was still in the land. And I found this out. Did you know that prostitution in Israel, modern-day Israel, just became illegal in December of 2018. <laughs> they just outlawed prostitution, not even a couple of few years ago. It, be, it became officially illegal in December of 2018 in Israel, in the nation of Israel today. So, all right, Israel, God's watching you. But anyway, even when we're dealing with these harlots, uh, the, the word of God is so good because it, it's, it's letting us know that no matter what your background is, you can, it's, it's nothing that the blood of Jesus can't cover. Amen. And that if you repent and you come before the, before the Lord, the Lord can cover a multitude of sins. And, I, and when we look at, at this passage, I want you to think of a, a, a repentant individual. You got these two women. One is going to be really more repentant than the other because one is the real mother of the child and the other is just has a spirit of wickedness about her. But I want you to look at this as a picture of us coming before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Okay, I want you to kind of make that parallel in, in your mind here as, as we go. Uh, hold your place here. I want you to see what Jesus has to say about harlots. Turn to the first book of the New Testament. Hold your place here. Make sure you still got Exodus 1 bookmark. Turn to Matthew 21. Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Matthew, the 21st chapter. And let's find the 32nd verse. Matthew 21, 32. If you have it, say amen. 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 Matthew 21, 32. It says, uh, For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, but ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not, that ye might believe him. Amen. Uh, let me find. No, no, I, I, think, I, I think I'll stick with that one. Um, what Jesus is saying right here, and oh, I'm sorry, go up to verse 31. Go up to verse 31. This is the verse I was looking for. Verse 31. It says, whether of them twain did the will of his father. This is Jesus talking to the, his detractors. They say unto him the first. Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you that the publicans and the who? Harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. You see that? If the sinner repents and believes on the Lord, the blood of Jesus will take care of it. It doesn't matter... What sin you've done, there is no sin that the blood of Jesus Christ can't, can't cover as long as you are willing to humble yourself, repent, and come into a right relationship with him. All right? Now, the situation here was that Jesus was dealing to some church folks, 
who were so high and mighty in their own eyes, they didn't realize they were lost. Guess what? You can't get saved until you first realize that you're lost. All right? These quote-unquote church people didn't even know they were lost. And so Jesus is saying, hey, these harlots and these publicans, they heard John the Baptist preach. They they repented and believed in, in him. But you repent not that you might believe. Okay? Y'all see that? So Jesus said, hey, we have a place for, for, for harlots in, in heaven as long as they, they come unto me. I'll take care of them. Is that all right? Okay, so let's go back to 1 Kings 3. 1 Kings 3. 1 Kings 3, it says, And the one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. Now you got these, these two women uh, we're going to see here that they, seem, they appear to be single women. Neither one seems to have a husband or a family. you got these two women in a house. Uh, I'm not sure if it's like a mini brothel or, or, or what, but it's just two, two prostitutes in, in a house. And she delivered her child first. And verse eight, 18 says, And it came to pass on the third day, three days later, after I was delivered, that this woman, the, the, plaint, the, the, the uh, defendant, the other woman, that this woman was delivered also, and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And then in verse 19, she said, and this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. We'll get to that in a moment. But in looking at verse 18, the way that reads, it appears as though these women were in the house. The first woman had the child by herself, and then three days later, this other woman had the child by herself, because they said there was no stranger in the house. There was only those two, so there really weren't any witnesses. And I said, wow, good grief. This woman having a, a child by herself, that seems kind of risky. But I got the reading, and that seems pretty plausible when you go back to Exodus the chapter 1. Let me show you why I wanted you to hold on to Exodus chapter 1 for a moment. Keep your place here. Go back to Exodus chapter 1. I want to show you something about these Hebrew women having children by themselves with no midwife around. All right. And I hope I'm not misinterpreting this. If I am, I just pray that um, the Lord will reveal that to me. Uh, but I'm looking at, at this, going back to Hebrews uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 18. Exodus, thank you. I said Hebrews. Thank you very much. Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1, let's start at verse 17. Exodus 1, 17, it says, But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men and children alive. We talked about that. And the king of Egypt, also the Pharaoh, called the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the men and children alive? Look at verse 19. Verse 19 said, And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. What does that word ere mean? That's an Old Testament word for what? Thank you. Before. Before. Ere is the Old Testament word for before. So what are the midwives saying right here? The midwives saying, hey, Pharaoh, we're trying to do what you want us to do. But before we can get to the women, they've already delivered before we got there. God told Abraham back in um, Genesis 12, he said, I'm going to make you a father of a great nation, and there will be like the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky. Well, you know, if God gave the Hebrew women the ability to, to spit out children, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. 
<laughs> that would kind of help the process out. So I can't say whether or not the midwives were lying right here just to get out of trouble with, with the Pharaoh or not, but I do know that they feared God. But I believe that God gave these Hebrew women the ability just to, and I, excuse me, I'm not trying to be crude when I say spit out women. Ladies, don't. I'm, I'm a guy, so y'all forgive my guyness, okay? But uh, the women were able to have children go through the labor process and have children. Mint and wife didn't necessarily have to be there. So going back to 1 Kings 3, these two women having kids in the house by themselves and nobody around? Okay, I can, I can buy that. Okay, let's, so let's get back here. We see here in verse 19, it says, This woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. So this woman had a child first, and then this woman had a child later, and then the, the woman who had the child three days later, she, she, overlaid, her, uh, she overlaid her child. Man, I want to take that somewhere, but I'm going to move on for the sake of time because we don't have a lot of time. Um, verse 20, uh, and it said, And she arose at midnight, took my son beside me, and, and while thine handmaid was asleep, she laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I considered it in the morning, that's when the light comes up. You can really see what's going on. She said, It's not my son, which I did bear. And this woman, of course, we're going to find out later she was telling the truth. But, you know, mothers... God put something in mothers where they just know their child. Now, this child may have had an identifying birthmark. One child may have been born with hair. The other did not. You know, I don't know. But I do know that mothers have this uncanny ability given to them by God where they know their child. Because I, I used to, we used to teach in this, where the Korean ministry teaches now in this room over here by the water fountains just up from the nursery. And we'd have some young mothers in there while we're teaching. And uh, we taught with the Sunday school with the door open. So you could hear anything that was happening in the nursery. And so I'd be teaching, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear crying, up, you know, they'll be crying or whatever. And one of the young mothers in our class, she would perk up, that's my child. And I'm like, how do you know that? They got 16 kids in there. But God just gave a mother the ability to just know their child. They know how they sound. They know how they smell. They just know their child. And I believe that, that God had given this woman the ability to know. She said, hey, I know it's just been three days, but this isn't my child. She just knew her child. All right. So let's uh, read a little further. Verse 22 it says, and the other woman said, nay, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son. And this said, no, but the dead is thy son and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Now, I don't know if this second woman, if she was afraid she was going to get in trouble or, or what, but she had just lost her child, and she knew that she had overlaid her child. To me, that's just wicked. She had no regard for her own biological child. She's going to do a swap. That's a, that's a spirit of wickedness. I was taking a step further. That's a, a spirit of abortion. Yeah. Amen? Because, you know, you, you look at this now. What, what do women say now? They don't think, you know, well, I'm going to say all women, but certain uh, women who are pro-abortion, who are pro-killing of, of a baby, they, they, they think it's okay. They think it's okay to, to do that. They don't think anything of it. Um, you know, they, they, they march on Washington, D.C., talking about my body, my right, my body, you know, I can do what I want to with my body. Okay, all right. Let's see what the Word of God has to say about your body. 
I want you to hold your place here, and let's turn to 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter. This is going to be in your New Testament, so you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Then after that, you should hit 1 Corinthians. You wind up in 2 Corinthians, blah, blah, blah. You've gone too far to your right. 1 Corinthians, uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians 7 and 4. 1 Corinthians 7 and 4. Are we there? Look what it says. It says, the wife has not power over her own body, but the husband, and likewise also, the husband has not power over his own body, but the wife. Hmm. Isn't that the exact opposite of what the abortion people say, that they, have, they can do what they want to their body? As a husband, I can't even do what I want with my own body. My wife has to say so. Hey, get down out that tree. You know you're too old to be up there climbing that tree. You're going to hurt yourself. Hello? She has the power to, to, to save me from trying to think I'm still 20. Now you say, well, brother, this isn't an actual apples to apples comparison because this is dealing with a husband and wife. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Annie the abortionist and I'm not married. So that Bible scripture doesn't apply to me. Annie the abortionist, guess what? You're not supposed to have, be having sex outside the confines of God's marriage. So abortion shouldn't even be an issue with you, Annie the abortionist, because fornication is a sin. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, it harmonizes and blends together. You're not even supposed to be engaged in that type of activity unless you have a husband, Annie the abortionist. Okay, I'm going to move on. Romans 1, uh, Romans the first chapter, the 30 through 32nd verse, you don't have to turn there, I just read it for the sake of time. It talks about in the last days how you have people with unnatural affection. It is unnatural for a woman to, to, to take the life of her unborn child. I'm sorry, that is unnatural affection defined through and through. All right, let's, let's go on for the sake of time. Then said the king, one saith, this is my son that liveth, and thy son is dead. And the other saith, nay, but thy son is dead, and my son is living. So the king, he, he hears both sides. He hears the plaintiff and the defendant. This is the original People's Court, by the way. Y'all remember that show, The People's Court? You know, that's when reality TV, you know, you could actually watch it without all the bleep, 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 you know. Well, I don't know. They may have had some cuss words on there, too. But I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Um, the king, he's restating what's going on here, Solomon's restating what's going on so he understands the situation. And so he has to determine who is telling the truth. Who here is telling the truth? Okay, so then it goes on to verse uh, 24, and the king said, bring me a sword, and they brought a sword before the king, and the king said, divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman who, whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, Oh, my Lord, give her the living child and no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. And we don't have time to look up examples of motherly love, but there are many biblical examples of, of a mother loving her child just throughout Scripture, just before the sake of time. We won't be able to, to visit any of those at this time, but the true mother, she loved her child. She yearned for her, her child. 
And so she saw the situation was pretty hopeless here when they said that they were going to slay the child. And the other woman who had the spirit of abortion, she, she had already killed one child. Misery loves company. Why not kill the other one? Her child was dead. So it was going to be no, no big deal to her. Uh, let, 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 let me continue and I, I can get to you afterwards, please. And um, so we see right here that Solomon comes up with the idea, let's just cut the child in two, give it away, and we'll, and we'll go from there. But the, the mother, the true mother of the child, she said, no. She said, take the child, let it live, and no wise slay it. What did she do? Here is a, a picture of us casting all of our cares upon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. All right? And we don't have time to turn there, but you may want to make a note. Psalm 5522, Psalm 5522, Psalm 5522, and 1 Peter 57, 1 Peter 57, 57, or 8 or 9, depending on if I'm on my toes. Okay. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 7. See, now you're really going to remember that now. 1 Peter 5, 7, uh, uh, and it talks about casting your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. And I don't know the exact conversation that happened with this woman when she was before the king. She was before Solomon. But I believe that she went before Solomon and she was prostrate before Solomon when she found out that she was going to lose her child. I believe she went before Solomon and she said, oh, great king, I just give you this burden that I have, which is my child. I do not want to lose this child, oh, king. So I'm giving this child to you because I know that you will judge righteous judgment, oh, king. Let your will be done in this situation, oh, king. I submit to you, oh, king. And I praise you, O king, because I know that you will judge righteously. That's not in there. But I believe that is a picture of how we, as born-again children of God, should go before the king of kings and the lord of lords. This, this woman knew that the longer she held on to that baby, the more trouble that baby was going to be in because that baby was going to be slain. So what did she have to do? She had to let go and let the king handle the situation. What happened as a result? Look a little further here. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slayed, she is the mother thereof. The king restored what she had let go back to her. All right. We, whether we're in a financial bind, whether we're going through relationship problems, whether we're going through medical problems, we need to learn to let go, just like this woman did. Because she knew time was of an essence and a decision had to be made and it wasn't going to be resolved by her. So she submitted to the king. She submitted to the king and said, King, take this and have your will done because of her faith and that she had let it go, let that child go, that child was restored unto her. A 
Y'all hear me? That's what we need to learn to do. Is it hard? Yeah. Was she hurting? Yeah, she was hurting. She was hurting bad. She thought, worst case scenario, I'll never see my child again. This child's going to go to this other lady, and this other lady, she, doesn't even, she didn't even like her own child. She may go ahead and kill, kill this child. Oh, it was a terrible situation for her. But she submitted to the king. So what are we going to do tonight? What are we going to do tonight? Are we going to submit to the king? Oh, yeah, we got problems. And we've been wrestling with them trying to fix it, trying to fix it, and now we're, we're up against the clock or up against some type of situation where our backs are against the wall, and we have to make a decision. This thing is going to die in my hand. Let it go. Give it to the king. Let the king handle it. And if it be the king's will, that ki the king, he'll restore it unto you. Okay. All right, there's a preacher talked about a passage out of Ecclesiastes where he says, cast your, your bread upon the water, and in, in due season it'll return unto you. Okay, that was more of a passage about giving, but the same principle still applies. You got to give. You got to give. And then let the king do the restoring. Amen. So what we'd like to do at this time um, as we close, um, I missed a verse. Let me just read this verse. It says, And all Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of, the God, of God was in him to do judgment. Okay, that's the, that's the end of there. But at this time, what we'd like to do is I'd like to invite you, and we're not going to have any music playing or any song singing, but I'd like to invite you to reflect upon what we just just read do you have a burden relationship burden financial burden medical burden career you're trying to make some decisions in your career and you don't know which way is up have you tried just giving it to the king just like this woman just gave gave up to the king yeah it's gonna hurt I'm not gonna sit here and lie and tell you it doesn't hurt I've, I've gone through some some personal challenges myself I know y'all think oh man this 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 brother got it together <laughs> He's never had a problem in his life, you know. Well, no, you're wrong. But there comes a point where you just have to turn it over to, to the Lord. I tell you, um, I won't give you the details of it, but I had this one situation where I fasted and prayed for a year and a half before my, my, that situation was restored to me. A year and a half. You say, whoa, I, I can't. You know what? You're on God's clock. You just turn over to the Lord and let the Lord work it out in his time. That may have been how you got in this situation anyway because you tried to handle it instead of turning it over to the Lord to begin with. Turn it over to the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Turn it over to the Lord. At this time, we're going to have altar call for those of you who would uh, like to come and just do business with the Lord right now. It doesn't even have to be something for you. You may have a brother, a son, a sister-in-law, a cousin, a co-worker, uh, just someone else that you want to petition God's throne of grace for, come right now and turn it over to the king, the king of kings. Solomon was just a king, but Solomon wasn't the king of kings. Solomon, many people referred to him as Lord, but he wasn't the Lord of lords. But right now, we have this precious opportunity to turn over whatever is, is bothering us, to turn it over to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's take a, a moment right now uh, to do that.
Amen and amen. We are dismissed.